Hello, folks, and welcome to Songs of Our Own, a marital tour through the music that shaped us. I'm your co-host, Lee Strickland. And I'm Allie Oni. Well, hey, Al. Hey, Lee. How you doing? I am doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. Happy February. Happy February. And we're just a little bit late. Well, I mean, who could have seen this coming? Who could have seen this coming? Everybody. That's yeah. who could have seen this coming. <laughs> no doubt. But we're doing our best, and... That's literally all we have to give right now. Yeah, we're giving ourselves ourselves the grace to be late. Yeah, and be human. Mm-hmm, exactly. To say like, hey, we have other things going on, but we also still have passion projects. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, Al, this is a you uh, episode, a you pick. It is an Al pick, which is part of why it's late. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like February is such an interesting month being this like valentine's month it's black history month here in the u.s um it's it's your birthday month (laughs) yeah there's a lot of people in our family that have february birthdays oh my god there's so many um so there's just a lot going on just in general and then i feel like in the landscape of our country again there's a lot going on and so i I wanted to talk about like a truly badass singer songwriter, uh, Pink, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to talk about her song "Walk Me Home." Okay, awesome. Yeah. So, um, before we dive in, have you listened to much of Pink's stuff? No, I think I briefly talked about this in our last episode, but like my knowledge of Pink is like her one uh just give me one reason song yeah and then other than that it's like the charlie's angels two (laughs) soundtrack yep and like those are the two songs okay well the just give me a reason is pretty recent so like good job thanks (laughs) good on you um so pink was born alicia beth moore hart and she is a American singer, songwriter, actress, and dancer. And she was born in Doylestown Township, Pennsylvania. Uh, she first debuted as a member of the female group Choice and began her solo career in 1995. Her first album was uh, R&B and called Take Me Home. Her second album, misunderstood was released in 2001 and moved her sound to the pop rock genre that we think of today as pink pink has won three grammy awards seven music billboard awards and five world music awards she has sold over 135 million records worldwide and she was the second most played female solo artist in the uk in the 2000s behind madonna wow I know, right? She's just a total badass. Um, In total, Pink has released eight studio albums. Fifteen of her songs have landed in the Billboard 100 Top 10, and four of her songs have hit number one. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, she is incredible. I mean, they're like, I just picked like the top of the top highlights for her stuff, but. I mean, the accolades keep going on and on and on. Like, she has a star on Hollywood Boulevard, and I mean, she's incredible. Yeah, she's also a mother, right? Of two. Wow, amazing. Right? Like, it's funny to think about the, like, Misunderstood album that's debuting in the early 2000s, because she's, like, young, a little younger than us when this comes out, and now, like... 
here she is in her 40s just killing it. I just, I don't know. I just really admire her. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so there are several different stories about how Pink got her stage name um, from her pink hair to the fact that her friends connected her with the tough character Mr. Pink in Quentin Tarantino's Reservoir Dogs. Uh, and then in addition to being an incredible singer, she also trained as a competitive gymnast from 4 to 12 years of age. And um, you can really see this in her live performances that she does. She does a ton of like dancing and aerial work. And again, just somebody that you're like, girl has got it going on. <laughs> yeah, like where do you find the time? I I don't know. But it was really cool. Um, I can't remember what album it was but the one that she released right after she became a mom was really interesting to listen to because you could just see the the storyline of her songs change from this like misunderstood young person to like no like darling girl I want you to know these things it was just it was really cool yeah that's really neat yeah so I I don't know. As a lady, I really am always interested in how other women experience life. And I feel like a lot of her story comes through in her music. She's never singing in a like third person way. It's always first person. You know, you could even see that in Walk Me Home. Like, who are we walking? Me. Right here. This person. Yeah. And that probably like is part of what leads to so much success. Like, people love authenticity and it sounds like she lives a very authentic life Mm -hmm. yeah she definitely does um so today we are going to talk about pink's song walk me home which was released on her eighth studio album hurts to be human which can we just talk about like title name for an album i'm like man if that was a book i would read that book yeah. Like, I'm going to listen to that album. I'm really curious because, yeah, being human really hurts sometimes. Mm-hmm. And is it all spelled out or are there some like numbers and letters used as words? Uh, numbers and letters. So 2B is the number two and the letter B. Okay. I wondered if, if that was a thing. Yeah. I mean, her name is spelled with an exclamation point. Right. You know, it's like the perfect password. Yeah. Um. So... Uh, The album came out in February of 2019, and the song was written with Scott Friedman and Nate Russ. So the song you were talking about, uh, Just Give Me a Reason, that she did with Nate Russ, that came out before this album. Okay, I was going to say, Nate Russ has a very, like, he has that sound about him. Yeah, he does. That you hear in the chorus of the song. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wondered. I was like, these songs sound kind of similar. Yeah. So the album before Hurts to Be Human is the one that Nate Russ, um, I don't know that he co-produced it with her, but he did a lot of work on it with her. Yeah. The story I had heard for the just, uh, not just, yeah, just give me one reason, mm-hmm. um, was that pink was at like a songwriting workshop mm-hmm. and nate russ was there oh cool and she was like hey could you like help me out on this and they ended up like co-writing the song nice i love when artists can do that mm-hmm. and there's no ego about it it's just like this song is stuck and i need some help yeah i need your expertise and your viewpoint to help me <laughs> so walk me home charted um so it charted number one 
in Croatia, Ireland, Latvia, Poland, Slovenia, Switzerland, and the UK. And it peaked at 49 on the Hot 100 in the US. The music video for the song was directed by Michael Gracie, who also was the director for The Greatest Showman. So, again, you can see that vibe coming through in the music video. And as I was reading the reviews for this song, the one that just truly made my heart laugh was where it said that the song is catchy and made to soundtrack the climax of an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, man, it just makes me giggle. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's kind of the history behind Pink and the history behind the song. Cool. So what would you think? I thought it was really good. Yeah, it um, honestly, it made me think a lot about like Bonnie Tyler and some of her music and like Celine Dion Mm -hmm. because this is, I think, not as bombastic as Celine Dion and Bonnie Tyler, but I think it's like it's right on that line. (laughs) It's got some good like oomph moments. And not that like not that that's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Like bombasticness is is good in music Mm -hmm. sometimes. And uh, it made me think of that, but I thought it was it was a really good song. It was a really cool music video. Mm-hmm. I appreciate how it's this like kind of time stops in the music video, and all of a sudden this city is just empty and devoid of noise and like really devoid of light. Like there's cool use of shadow in the music video. Mm-hmm. So overall, I had kind of come into this thinking after our last episode that you had said that. We were going to do like one kind of love song for Mm -hmm. February and then one kind of not love song. So I was like, I don't know that this is a love song (laughs) because she's like, walk me home Mm -hmm. and she's walking alone. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I don't really know that this is a love song. So I was like, I need to ask Al about how this is a love song or how it could be interpreted as such. Mm -hmm. But I really liked it. It's this sound of pinks i think i enjoy much more than her early stuff i don't know that that was quite up my alley but this is great yeah you know again it's just like a mature voice um and i think what i appreciate about the song is the i guess i would say the weight you can feel that she's carrying of like um you know, walk me home because I don't want to be alone with all that's on my mind. Like, say you'll stay with me tonight because there's so much wrong going on outside. And, you know, I think it takes a really mature person to be like, I don't have this. <laughs> like, I, I need somebody else right now to be with me because I, I, I can't hold it together right now. I don't know what's going on. Um, and I think it's really interesting that you have this flash to a city that's devoid of light and movement and all of these things, because that's really your internal experience there is like, it's just you yourself and you. And so to say like, Hey, I, I need help. This is my inner voice. And then in the end, it like the city comes back and it's just her standing in the middle of a crosswalk. It's like, man, I wonder if anybody heard that like ask for help there Mm -hmm. yeah and i was i think this was a year or so ago there was some study done about people living in new york city Mm -hmm. and how like with the advent of iphones and airpods and all those great things 
like people are so much more like lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I mean, after 2020, I'm. I would be surprised if there was a lot of people who are like, "No, I'm not lonely. Everything's fine." Right. So again, like seeing that and seeing how that's where the music video wraps up and like nobody stops to do anything. I was like, I don't know that this is a very like bubbly upbeat song. <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm still trying to be like, okay, why did Al pick this as like our happy love song for February? Mm. And I'm I'm just like I can't I can't see that. <laughs> well, I think maybe to me love isn't um it isn't bubbly and upbeat all the time like i think just everything that i've gone through in my life it can't be i i'm gonna be really honest i think the people who are like oh love it's wonderful i'm like y'all can shove it i'm over it (laughs) (laughs) and i get that i'm bitter and one day it will be wonderful and you're wonderful this is no no dig on you but just like the love is lovely thing is too much Hmm. um but I do think that it is more of a like mature kind of love where you're saying like being with my person gives me hope that it's going to be okay. And being with my person takes me back to a time when like things were things were great and easy and we're going to figure it out. And like tonight it might not be okay, but we're still going to get through this because we have each other. And I think that is really what love is, is no matter what is going on outside like you're you're gonna be there and you're gonna figure it out together and I think one of the greatest things you've ever done for me as my partner is to just be with me when I have a boatload of stuff on my mind and I don't know what to do Mm -hmm. yeah I usually just tackle you (laughs) I'm like tell me about it talk to me use your words use words Yeah, I think this song definitely has a very hopeful undertone mm-hmm. that is kind of a blink and you miss it thing. And it's not even in like the lyrics, it's just in the tone. Mm-hmm. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and, you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Nah, I mean. So do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little? You mean? Yeah, yeah. We all we all artists over here, man. I'm trying. Oh, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah. Look, 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 look. We all artists, man. We go. You feel me? We gonna have this like. Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kai, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit. Right now. This I gotta lie, we play with this shit right now for for. Oh, I gotta Don't play with it. Take that shit seriously. Yeah, and that's what love is too, right? Is like there's an undertone of hope even when things really suck. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I think this is just a song for people who have been through it and like they they keep going. They keep walking in the busy city and they figure it out and they have somebody to walk with them even if in this case right it was just her walking but there was like a shadow walking with her sometimes your person isn't right there but they're still there with you yeah no i think that makes sense thanks for 
laying that out, explaining that more. Yeah, and you know, I think the critics talk about it, the song, because it is hopeful being a departure from some of Pink's other stuff where it's like, oh, God, love, you suck. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's like, you know, even, again, somebody who has uh, had some misadventures in love can be like, no, there's other good things. Like, we're going to get through it together. We have hope. Yeah, definitely. Very interesting. Yeah, you're never going to, like, come to me with a February song and be like, I want to do, I want to hold your hand by the Beatles. <sighs> I I just don't feel that way in February, <laughs> if I'm being super honest. I don't know what it is. I think it's because, like, I'm being told to feel love that I'm like, screw you, don't tell me what my feelings are. And also, like, all of the years of, like, oh, yeah, like, this person got this person a candy gram and like, oh, you don't have anybody for Valentine's Day? You're just like, <sighs> Yeah, candy grams. I don't know if like our listeners had candy grams where they were. Do you want to explain kind of what they were? Oh, that's a good thing. Um, So they kind of take all of these different forms depending on where you are in the timeline. Sometimes it's like, a chocolate rose that you send people um other times it's like it's basically like a valentine i remember in high school they like the choirs would deliver them to classes and like sing you a song um yeah i had a teacher who was just like (laughs) he was just like make your delivery and get out we don't have time (laughs) for your song yeah that would be me (laughs) i was like that's awesome yeah i'm like you feel love feel in a different period Mm mm-hmm yeah, in so in high school, uh, one of my best friends and I totally pulled a prank on our other friend, mm-hmm. and we got him because he had been talking about he thought this this girl who he was not into in his German class was really into him, uh-huh. and so we were like, okay, we're gonna mess with him. So we got him like four or five different things like each day. <laughs> And then we would have, because it was typically a female who was sitting selling these things, so we would ask if they would write these notes and stuff, and it was hilarious to just watch him get so worked up. I mean, that's really an investment, because those things were like a couple dollars a piece. Yeah, we, I mean, we definitely had to pool our quarters to, <laughs> to get those, and I think the last day was we signed it ourselves, uh-huh. and we're just like, gotcha. Oh my gosh, that's true friendship right there. So that was pretty good. I do remember the candy grams in elementary school being like very trauma inducing. Oh yeah. I was like, I never got any. My mom ended up getting me some one year. Oh. It was super sweet. Mom. Yeah. Good job, mama. Yeah, she's the best. Mm. But yeah, it was because uh, my thought, my memory of them is from elementary school. Mm-hmm. And so for some reason in elementary school, it seemed like we were always sat alphabetically. Mm-hmm. And so with my last name starting with S-T, like I was always at the back of the room. Yeah. So our student council would come in and they would talk about these things and they would have them. And like, I'm at the back of the room, so I can't really hear and I can't really see. So like, I had no idea what these were for like years. Oh. And then finally figured it out. And I was like, okay, so once a year, student council comes in and they talk for like, 30 minutes about these things and then they leave and then we do it again next year with different people 
Oh my gosh, I can just see little Lee trying to like work out this process. Yeah, it was very confusing. Yeah, I remember like making boxes for Valentine's and like you always had a list and it was like, you have to get a Valentine for everybody in your class if you're going to get a Valentine for anybody in your class. Yep, I remember that too. Yeah, it, mm, oof, yeah, it was just rough. Mm-hmm. It was all rough. Yeah, because inevitably people would always get you those little sweethearts. Uh-huh. And man, they have changed, I think, the formula since then. They're so gross. Well, now they actually have like flavor. Uh-huh. Back then it was just like you were chewing on a piece of chalk, mm-hmm. like sidewalk chalk with like some like, you rock. <laughs> Thanks. It doesn't taste like I rock right now. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, I remember those. Those, ugh, Yeah. Yeah, so they, I mean, they still make those, so clearly... Somebody people, likes them. People eat them. I, yeah. I For the record, I would have loved to get you a, a candy gram. I didn't know you back then, but... Yeah. I, I we like were, to think I would have noticed you. We were at different elementary schools. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I totally would have shown you some of the good things about Valentine's Day in <laughs> high school. Yeah, it's just always, like, this forced gross thing, and then, I don't, I don't know, February is just hard, because, you know, I, I feel like if we get close to talking about racism in the U.S., it's, like, in February during Black History Month, so it's just, like, it's heavy around here, and it should be heavy, and, like, we should also, like, find all of these great things to celebrate from our African-American colleagues. And I just, I don't know. It feels like there's just so much that comes up in February. And I'm like, I don't I don't get it, y'all. I don't get any of it. Yeah. So, like, you mix all that together. And then, like, I have a birthday in February. So Al's just like, man, I got you this rock. I never get you a rock, you. <laughs> that i spit on oh my god (laughs) no al is very good with birthdays she has really stepped up her game since we started dating since you explained that presents were important i have worked really hard it's it's part of my love language it is and i love you and so this this is how much i love you it's a february thing and i pull it together (laughs) you do you're so good and uh, this podcast has kind of gone off the rails, I think, at this point. <laughs> it has. So back to Pink. I, What I want to say, Lee, is thank you for being the person who always walks me home. And I love you. Oh, thanks. I will walk you home anytime. Although you probably won't be out in the dead of night. Yeah, no. I have like a 5.30 bedtime at this point. Yeah. So I will regardless always be there for you. <laughs> and I love you too. <laughs> So, Lee, that was our, like, lovey love song for February. Could you please share what our our anti-love song is for February? Yes. Um, And first, if, uh, like, there are little kids listening, maybe cover their ears. Yeah, because we're going to do the good one. Yeah. So for our, like, anti-Valentine's, anti-love song, we are going to do CeeLo Green. Yes. And his song, Fuck You fuck you yeah i'm so so excited we're very excited to cover this (laughs) and talk about all of the live appearances he's done and how the lyrics have changed oh my gosh fedex you (laughs) 
<laughs> it will be discussed. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Good. So y'all, if you want to listen ahead, check out CeeLo Green. Again, small ears, cover them. Fuck you. Uh, and all of the versions thereafter. Y'all, this has been Songs of Our Own, a marital tour through the music that shaped us. Until we get to be with you again, enjoy your own songs. <laughs>